Welcome to the Salem Emerging Leaders Podcast, presented by the Salem Area Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Jacob Espinoza and Zachary Zalicki. We are back at the at the Salem, the Salem Emerging Leader Podcast. That wasn't one of my favorites. That was, that was all right. It was all right, though. Yeah. So my seven-year-old yesterday... He sang this like six minute song and it was all about, I just want to be myself. People want me to be like them, but I just want to be myself. Like for six minutes, had the song about wanting to be himself. And I'm like, I am a good oh, parent. I like that. I'm a good That's parent. Good. Yeah. I did it. You're good. Did it. You're good. And we are here today though. Aaron Qualls of Aaron Qualls Insurance. I really appreciate you, man. I'm glad you uh, you stopped by. Thanks for having me. Yes. We are. We're going to talk about 75 hard. And we are are big on this show about making sure people understand how appreciated they are. And Aaron, I am 100% confident that there are people in this community that are much healthier, that are much more successful because of your commitment um, to this program and to yourself. Um, I'm not sure if you're the pr- first person in Salem to do it. Probably not. They're probably with somebody else. Probably not. But you're the first person I saw um, that was really talking about it a lot online, was making it public, the commitments you were making to yourself, um, but then also including a lot of people. I think you inspired a lot of people to like, man, I could do this too. If Aaron can do it, I can do it. And I think that having that representation is so important. And I think there is, there's all these communities that have kind of formed around this program. But I, as I look at Salem's community and the people that have been doing it, I, I always look back to you as a person that, that got it started and was, was really influential in that. So I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to, to talk to you on this podcast. I'm starting again my day two. I completed it once last year. Today is day two, making it happen again. So I was like, I got to bring Aaron on because I know a few other people that are, are getting started today as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So first, let's break down You know what it is. I want to talk to you about some of the impacts that you saw as well as you went through the program and you've been consistent and just making you know great choices for, your, for yourself um, physically, mentally, um, spiritually, but then also you know relationships as well. I think mm-hmm. those kind of all play a role in, in what you can accomplish with 75 Hard. Uh, but let's, let's lay some foundation for people that maybe aren't familiar with the program. What is a 75 Hard Challenge? So the 75 Hard Challenge, uh, it it starts with the, the basis are two 45 minute workouts a day, drinking a gallon of water, reading 10 minutes or 10 pages of a book every single day, uh, following some form of diet or meal plan. And it's, it's really your pick. So what it, that's kind of awesome, right? It's not this program where it's like, you have to do this diet. You have to do you know, low carb or whatever you get to choose. So you really get a plug and play and, and make it your own, which I thought was really cool. And then, uh, no cheat meals and no alcohol for the entire. And if and if you fail one of those things, you have to start over day one and and a progress pick every single day. So that's that's pretty much the basis. I think I haven't left anything out, have I? No, that sounds good. Yeah. I, actually, you have to do one workout outside, right? One yes, workout sorry, outside. Sorry, one forty-five minute workout yeah. has to be outside. And I always loved my forty-five outside workout every single day. So when I did it. I, I, I played golf as my workout outside yeah. when I could. But that does that count? I mean, I'm walking yeah. as I've, long as I'm not writing. If, if you're walking, I mean, you burn a lot of calories. Yeah. It's I, I look at that a workout. I mean, you're up and down hills. So, yeah, I would I would definitely count that as outside the, workout. The really hard part, though, I, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish 75. How far days. did you get? Uh, it was actually Christmas Day uh, when I so I, I remember Naomi's actually told me she's like, you got to do this. And I was like, well, I'm going to Vegas next weekend. <laughs> And so let's let's wait till I get back. So the day I got back, and that was 
oh, this is in 2020. So I think I, I think I went like 30 days, and then on Christmas Day, I drank champagne. Okay, the booze is a tough one. That's for most people. Yeah. People are like that's the deal breaker. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I was talking to you yesterday about golfing. Like I'm not a day drinker. Like I'll like, have a couple beers a night with my friends, like on a weekend. When I'm golfing, I like I like drinking a beer. Like it's just it's nostalgic. So that was really yeah. hard. Like not drinking beer while golfing. That's great. I, I um I always am cautious about coming across as holier than thou when I talk about sobriety because that's never my intention. It's just for me personally. Like alcohol has been a, been a challenge for me. I have gone through periods of my life where I I could have a couple of drinks and I'm fine, but I also have a couple, I've had moments where it's like one drink turns into five. Where yep. did the bottle go? And even if I'm just at home hanging out, it's like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why is this a thing? So for me personally, like the sobriety ha- was the most impactful and was a great reset when I did it last year because 2020, 2021, like I'm like, I'm at home anyways, might as well make it a double. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like doing that every weekend, it's just, yeah. it's, it's tough. You know what I mean? And um, I, I don't think you can really be at yourself. Me personally, at least I couldn't be at my best. So having that reset really helped a lot of, a mm-hmm. lot of mental clarity um, Aaron, for you, like, what were some of the biggest impacts? And I'm ca- kind of curious to hear the progression. Like from w- when you started, you s- people started noticing. Like I'm kind of curious to hear like your, your story with 75 Hard. Some of the biggest impacts from when I went through the program. I mean, first off, if I did it again or when I do it again the first time, my whole goal was to not necessarily show it initially, right? I was going to, for 75 days, do this program, not show anyone. And then like day 75, ta-da, look what happened. I started posting later on in the program. I wish I would have posted from day one because I see the impact now on, on what it can have on other people. But maybe that's me not wanting to post myself fat in a, you know, in a pic with my shirt off. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I mean, I do it now, but I would have posted earlier to impact more people because uh, I, I can see that how that can impact the people around you. Right. You know, Facebook is a is an amazing tool where you can. See, see people and, and what they're going through. Um, mentally for me, you know, 45 minute workouts, I would, I would start doing my 45 minute workouts and I'd be like 45 minutes, boom, I'm done. Right. I have to do two of these a day, but then about 30, 45 days in, I would hit that 45 minute mark and I'd be like, no, I'm going to push myself five more minutes, five more minutes. And so it's not the time constraint, but it's really how far can you push yourself in this program uh, mentally? Because a lot of people are like, oh, is that, is that a weight loss program? Is it a fitness program? No, it's a mental toughness program. It's it builds you f- mentally. Yes, you're going to lose weight. Yes, you're going to get healthier. But really, it's the mental side that keeps you going. Because when you get further on, day sixty, day sixty five, you truly want to quit and give up and don't even want to do it anymore. So what what pushed you through it? The fr- I guess first, where did the idea come to do the program, and why did you decide that I'm gonna I'm going to make this commitment. So I saw some colleagues do this 75 hard. I had no idea what it was. And I was like, oh, that's, that sounds cool. You know, I can, you know, refocus 75 days. You know, I looked in the mirror. I was like, I, I look decent. You know, I'm all right. I mean, I mean, I felt like I was in good shape. Right. I found out now that, you know, side by side pick from day one to day 75, I wasn't in good shape. <laughs> this <laughs> I mean, was just for context. This was two years ago, I want to say. Uh, 2020. So I started in. Was it August, August of 2020? Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Is, is when I first started. And so um, 
I saw some colleagues doing it and I kept making excuses. Oh, I'm going to start and like, oh man, my shoulder's sore. You know, I, you know, I can't really work out right now. And finally, I don't know what something clicked where I was like, I'm, I just need to do this. So I just started. I made a decision. I told my family, I'm going to do this 75 days. You don't have to do it with me, but I'm going to do it. I made that commitment. And what pro- prolonged me through that process and what made me um, complete it and not quit up, quit on it is I told my family I would do it. Right. If, if I, if I stop doing it, if I fail, I'm basically failing my family because I, I made a commitment and I saw a, I was listening to a podcast recently uh, and it had Kobe Bryant on it. And he, he, he mentioned this thing where he said, uh, I don't negotiate with myself. I, I made a commitment. I made a decision. I don't negotiate with myself on what I've already committed to doing. So when I'm laying in bed, staring at the ceiling and not wanting to get up at five in the morning to do my 40, one of my 45 minute workouts and I'm staring there, it's like, I do not want to get out of bed. I would tell myself, you just got to do it. You just get up and do it. Beautiful. Don't negotiate with myself. That's such powerful advice just to have because it's so easy to make those commitments. Or I think sometimes we even avoid making commitments to ourselves. We just we're so busy making excuses. There's no time to make commitments because we're thinking (laughs) of like every reason to not do this thing that you know for sure is will be beneficial. Like not immediately, you know, it's going to take time, but you think of everything that's going to get in the way, but you just have to decide like, even with those obstacles, I'm still going to make it happen. And I think that's something that's powerful about the 75 hard program is that you're making these commitments every single day. Like no matter what happens, I'm going to read 10 pages. I'm going to drink a gallon of water. I'm going to do the two 45 minute workouts. As we're talking, I'm realizing I forgot to take my progress pick, pick this morning. So I got to make sure that happens tonight. <laughs> That's one of the things I never did too. I never took the progress yeah. pick. That it's, is it's actually, it's easiest thing to forget. Yeah. So I would always do it as, as soon as I, because I know people who are like, I got day 65 and I didn't do my progress pick. I was like, well, shoot, you got to start over just because of picture. Yeah. But it's the commitment, right? I mean, that you're. But you do have to start over if you don't get the picture? Yeah. It's Holy part, crap. If you don't, I guess I never really did the 70. <laughs> I just didn't drink for 30 days. <laughs> it worked out a couple times. Oh. Fasted. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, wow. But yeah, it, it trips it trips a lot of people up. It's just a pick, right? It's so easy to, to forget. Imagine but there's an app. So there's an app that reminds you. The you know, have you, have that you done all your stuff? Imagine sure. getting to day 74 and you just forget something comes up and you have to restart you know what happened so the first time i tried 75 hard it was during the holidays so like i was good during thanksgiving i was good during christmas and then like i made my kids pancakes and they didn't finish (laughs) and i started like taking bites and i was like oh my gosh i just (laughs) what what was your it was uh it was no sugar and so there was syrup on the there was a few i can't remember exactly what i did but yeah so i was like oh my gosh i just ruined it i think that should should made yourself puke I should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> committed, committed to the game. So, <laughs> here, another question for you. This is for Kobe. So, I like reading, um, but I listen to a lot of aud- like yeah. audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Does that count as no? So, um, so when when okay. the reading piece, the, the the ten pages a day, they want he wants you. You're supposed to physically read a book, okay. with with your hands, with your eyes, uh, not just listen to it. I mean, I also I also kind of use the excuse that like I read a lot of stuff at work, like documents and stuff like that so i'm like well technically like reading right yeah i think it depends but i think for the stuff you're reading i I never i never really did it then yeah well i think the um i I think i definitely make my own 75 hard challenge (laughs) because i i don't know for me personally i think it's kind of ridiculous at this day and age that we're like not considering an audiobook reading yeah i think some people actually learn better from audiobooks than actual reading text i think some people just can't even retain information that way so i do it i think the other piece is the gallon of water 
depending on your size, a gallon of water will be extremely unhealthy mm-hmm. for you to drink. So I think yeah. that's something else to think about is yeah. like don't kill yourself because of a program, but also like just like don't, but also don't like make um, concessions that you know aren't going to be beneficial. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Like working out two times, 45 minutes a day, like that's doable. You don't have to be sprinting the whole time. It's not going to be powerlifting for 45 minutes every day. There are things you can do to be active. Mm-hmm. But I think the point of the program is like make commitments to yourself and keep them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would definitely say that because I talk to people about, about 75 and like, I can't do it. You know, I can't do this or I can't do this part of it. And I was like, just do something. Just just make a commitment. Maybe go to the gym for five minutes. Maybe go on a 20 minute walk. Just just do something. Just be active this day and age, especially with more and more people at home from what I mean, because when I started this, it was at home workouts. There wasn't any gyms open, you know, it was out- outdoor walks, you mm-hmm. know. You know, in my living room, which I absolutely hate <laughs> working out at home. I don't know what it is. I just can't do it. But that's that's kind of where it started. But it started with that commitment, like you said. Make the commitment. Do something that just like <laughs> made me really mad remembering this conversation I had with a friend who was going through a hard time. And he's like, you know, I just got to keep my head up. I'm like, no, that's not all. That's not going to work. That's literally going to do nothing for you. Staying positive. Like you need to make changes in your life. (laughs) If anything is going to happen, just staying, sitting on your couch, watching Netflix, thinking things are going to be better is toxic advice. It's going to lead to nothing productive at all. I I incorporate that a lot with golf. Um, Talked on the show a couple of times how much I love golf. There's this. And I see this happens a lot in just life too. And like anything, I just, for me, it's always, I just come back to golf and that's when it hits me is like you, you consistently tell yourself that something's going to be okay. Like it's okay to like have some, you know, uh, uh, self-reflection, whatever it is. And like tell yourself like, you can't do this right now. Like you can get better and eventually do it. And I think that there is, there's so much negativity to being overly optimistic and overly positive it's okay to be like, I'm kind of a crummy person right now. And that introspection, and I think 75 hard really, you know, that can really bring that out in a lot of people. And it mm-hmm. shows like your commitment to something, how like, you know, the mental side of like, can I actually get this and do this for 75 straight days? Is there, I, I can go on a tangent forever on this. I have a question for you. Is, is there a point like the first time you did it where you're like, okay, this is easier now, or is it continuously difficult throughout at least the first time someone does it i would say about halfway through i mean it seemed easier at, at first but once you get in the groove you know day 30 day 40 uh it really it got easier right it, it became almost like a routine right we, you know if you if you lift on a regular basis you know i lift four or five days a week and so that's a routine now if i don't do that if i don't if i miss a day it feels weird mm-hmm. right it feels like i'm out of sorts so it, it becomes a routine but then actually towards the end, day 60, day 65, then the, the mental pu- yeah. piece really starts coming in because you literally don't want to do your workouts. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm done. I mean, it's, I don't know what it is about day, that, that time frame, but it's just, you hit a wall. You yeah. hit a wall. Are you going to push through that wall or are you going to let those negative thoughts rule your life? You know what, you know what I think is another interesting part of it? Like, I, I'm a... I'm a social drinker. Like I like going out with people and drinking. I don't, I rarely ever drink by myself. And I think that's one of the things that would be the most challenging now. Like on the weekends, my friends and I and all of our, you know, significant others go out to Magoo's mm-hmm. and sit around and BS and, you know, drink a couple beers and going through that and then having that like self discipline to be like, I'm not going to drink. Like I'm going to sit here, drink my soda water, 
water or whatever it is and just not drinking. Like that's the other like mental aspect that's that's mm-hmm. challenging. Yeah. I think for me, I've always I went through a period of my life where people would tell me, You're more fun when you're drunk. You know what I mean? So I kind of was that like fun guy to hang out with when I was <laughs> drinking. And then um, when I stopped drinking, it was kind of like people didn't want to hang out with me as much because like I didn't have that. And I definitely learned how to bring some of the elements like the free spirit into my mm-hmm. sobriety. But um, th- there was kind of as I've, I've gone through sobriety different times in my life, there are people that are less likely to hang out with me because I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe it's a story I just make them up in my head, but I do think part of it is I'm not like that same fun person to like be the drinking buddy with. And that's fun. what they're looking for. I think you're I am fun. now. I learned. I learned how to be friend sober <laughs> <laughs> in high school. High school, I wasn't though. I was kind of like uptight and shy. Okay. Even I have a song about it. Like I have a line <laughs> where I talk about uh, I went from, I don't know, I went from being shy to being like confident and fun essentially when I was drunk. People okay. always said they like me better when I'm drunk, conservative and shy, went to confident and fun. And the, so like, liquid courage. The liquid courage, liquid man. Liquid courage. Yeah. And yeah. That, I think that goes back to maybe that thing with golf too. I get a couple yeah. beers and I'm like, I can hit this shot. Like, yeah. I'm, a good, nope. I'm a good golfer. Yeah. Shank it in the woods. That's me. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned the drinking piece because when I talk about 75 hard, no one ever says I can't do 42, 45 minute workouts today. It, 95% of people say they, they won't or can't do this program. They can. They just don't want to do it. Yeah. It's because I, I can't give up drinking. Yeah. As you, you can't give up drinking for 75 days. Maybe there's a bigger issue at hand here yeah. than, than getting a healthier lifestyle. But yeah. that's just my personal opinion. No, and that's, that's so true. And I even, you know, think about doing it. I'm like, do I have a problem if, like, <laughs> I feel like I can't not drink? <laughs> yeah. But it's just, again, it's that, it's that social aspect. Like, we were talking yeah. about it yesterday. And I'm like... <clears throat> I'm going on a trip with some guys in April and like it's a golf trip. We're, we're going to drink. And that's yeah. like what we do it every year. And it's like, it's not that I can't do it. I just want to. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, for sure. And yep. I've been in those situations too, you know, through 75 hard and there's other phases after that. But really you kind of look at it as a badge of honor though. Everyone else is around you is drinking. You're not, you're like, okay, I can, I can do this. Can I mentally? That's, and that's, that goes back to the mental, the aspect. mental it's, aspect. It's so like, Again, I think for me, like that's the most challenging part. Yeah. And not that, again, I don't, it's always the first thing like, you have a problem, you have to admit to it. But I really, I don't drink that much. I just yeah. enjoy drinking with my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other piece that I'm, I'm interested to hear your perspective on this, but um, people online who will like criticize it, like, what about people that can't do it? Like, well, maybe it's not for them, but what can they do to your point? But there's like this list of excuses where they almost like want to criticize people for trying to like, better their own lives but then sharing their story mm-hmm. and like i'm not trying to make somebody feel bad because i'm doing this i'm just letting you know i'm doing this yeah. and it's helping me out and i'm telling the story online because maybe there's somebody out there that it will connect with mm-hmm. um did you get any any uh backlash f- from posting so often yeah actually i do i i mean i have got some negative feedback uh in the past about about me posting you know whether i'm posting a progress pick or what or whatever it might be like you know what's going on um, but also I, I've, I've seen much more positive aspects of people reaching out to me or talking to people about what I'm going through and it's not, it's maybe inspired them to do something, maybe not 75 hard, but maybe just get off, like you, you get off the couch and do something. And so I have got some negative, but, uh, I have, I have a word. I pick three words every year to, to kind of go by. I don't do new year's resolutions, but I pick three words on, on what I want to focus on every year. And one of my words this year is unapologetic. And so unapologetically, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to do whatever I can to, to reach the goals I want to in my life. 
and I'm not going to apologize for that. And so me doing this program, I'm not going to apologize for posting pics because if it, it inspires someone to do great things in life, that's a win for me. Yeah. You know, I inspire one person, but I piss someone off. You're always going to piss people off. Yeah. You know, it's them. They're probably more mad at where they're at and they're not willing to do the things they want to do to get to where they want to be. And they make those excuses. And they make those excuses. And then they look at someone that is doing it and And they're like... And then then they start harping because that's all they can do, right? They don't want to change. You changed. Maybe I I grew. I didn't leave them behind. They just chose not to come with me. That's how I look at it. Yeah, it's... For me, it's it's very much... I, I remember in... In like middle school, high school, my friends and I, it, it sounds so stupid, would like always look at someone like Justin Bieber, like, oh, he's so like, so annoying. He's so stupid. And then you get to a certain point. It's like, I think we just hated him because we'd love to be Justin Bieber. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Like, you know, you can associate that with anybody. You see someone like doing good for themselves and you instantly are like, oh, you know, they have to be this certain way and you have to project your insecurities on someone that's, you know, killing it. And that's. Again, it goes back that so that you know intro introspection. Yeah, we compare our starting point to like where they are now. Yeah, yeah. right. Like that person didn't start there. Like I think a lot of like YouTubers are crushing it right now. They were putting out content for years with like no mm-hmm. audience, like investing and like being really passionate about understanding their craft. We talked about that yesterday too with yeah. the Mr. Beast. Yeah, so I, I listened to Mr. Beast interview and, and um, something he talks about is like how he learned to get good at YouTube is like he had a year where he was just like on Zoom calls with like five other people that were also passionate about YouTube, like analyzing every viral video. Like what do they do with the thumbnail? What were the he- what did the headline look like? How do they do the transitions? 18 hours a day. Yeah, just insane wow. amount of time spent just studying yeah. and being a student of like how to make... Owning their craft. Yeah, owning the craft. Yeah. And it's just that consistency. But he was, I mean? he was learning that entire time, right? And now, he's, exactly. now he's crushing it? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, people, people don't see the work in the beginning, yep. right? They, they see the final product. I want to be that. But they didn't see what it took to get to that point. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't willing to do the work that you did over. It could be one year. It could be five years to get where you're at. They just want that end result. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't want to put the work in. Absolutely. Yeah. And then again, it goes back to like, oh, well, they have God gifted abilities. They have this. It's like there's a lot of six, seven dudes out there that aren't in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of them are yeah, not in the right? NBA. <laughs> yeah. So you look at it that way. And so. then you hear about people. Yeah, I think sports is a, is a great analogy yeah. because you think these people are just gifted, but that's not the truth. Like they're up at 4 a.m. working harder than everybody mm-hmm. yep. else to get where they are, are at. They have the, they have natural abilities, but they're going all in on those yep. natural abilities. And I really like have this conversation not thinking about where I'm at now because I think I am nowhere near my, my potential. You know what I mean? I'm really thinking like 10 years in the future mm-hmm. of like me understanding, just keep developing in yourself, whether it's courses, coaches, having people in my network, putting the work in, you know, it was where it starts, but like, where, where's this going to lead? You know what I mean? We, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a week and we underestimate what we can accomplish in five years. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's so true and it kills me. It really does. Like it's painful for me to see somebody waste potential. Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard for me it to is. watch it. Like just do something. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to change the world. Like just change yourself Like yeah. start there and see what happens. That's one thing I've really appreciate about having you in the office since you came in November is like you are dedicated to your craft and like what you do. And it inspires me. I know it inspires other people in the office too. We often always tell our guests how much we appreciate them, but I hope you know how much I and our, our staff here, we love you and all the work that you're doing and like owning like your destiny. And it's, it's inspiring. I appreciate that. And I do. I, um, I think to, 
you're, you said unapologetic was was one of your words. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like in a similar space. I just don't care what people think. Yeah. So you started posting. You completed the uh, the 75 hard mm-hmm. for the first time. What are, what are some of the impacts you saw in your life in your business? Some of the impacts I saw was I mean I was more I was more focused. I was more disciplined in a lot of areas of my life. So 75 hard. One of the thing it, it taught me was control your schedule because it has to. I had to be so regimented because I have four daughters eight, uh, ranging in age from 15 down to four. And so we're busy with sports, with school events. We have tons of stuff going on. I'm trying, I'm growing my business. And so I had to be very regimented on, okay, we're leaving for a softball tournament. I have yeah, to. Yeah, your daughters play softball, which is like the most time consuming <laughs> sport. And yeah. you have multiple daughters. So that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, you know, hey, we're leaving for a softball tournament. I know that if I'm going to get two workouts in today, my my first workout has to be literally at 3.30 in the morning because we're driving to Coos Bay for a tournament. Right. I mean, most people wouldn't get up at 3.30 in the morning yeah. and go walk around in the in the pouring down rain. But I like I said, I made that commitment. And so going through that process of, of really planning out my day, scheduling, you know, when I'm going to get my workouts in, when I'm going to get everything done, even after 75 Hard is, was completed – I, I still t- take that same focus into my business, right? Okay, what's what's the most important? You know, how am I scheduling my day? What what's it look like to be the most productive I can be as a as a business owner and a coach in the community as well? Because I mean, I do give we give back a lot, and we we are very busy, but we're also very blessed to have and be where we're at. Absolutely. The did you find it easier for you for yourself to hold your hold yourself to other commitments you made to yourself also? Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, if you go through 75 hard, I mean, you pretty much commit to or, or do just about anything, in my opinion. It's just it's that mental aspect, because that's another piece that I learned is the mental toughness portion of it is. I mean, we keep going back to the mental piece. Yeah. Right. And it's it's taught me to, you know, stressful situations or high pressure situations where you're dealing with like a client or someone who's pissed off. I, I find myself more calm because I can I can get myself through those situations a lot better than I did in the past where I, or I have intensity in the past. I was kind of a hothead and, and I would lose my cool, mm-hmm. but this, you know, the mental piece has taught me to kind of calm down. Okay. Breathe through the situation, focus, you know, evaluate and then uh, attack it head on. So. I, I like that aspect to you talk about, you know, the, the discipline of time. Mm-hmm. And I think when people go to work, it's so easy to like find yourself, get distracted and distract yourself on purpose. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, it's a big issue that I have a lot of times. And when you design your life around a specific schedule to like kill it in not just your work life, but your personal life, yeah. like you really have to be regimented when you get to work. Like this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to get done today. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, that can, that even when you're done with 75 hards, you get that kind of ingrained into your mind when you're at work. Like these are my tasks. I'm going to get them done. And I think that's how you know if it's working or not, right? You yeah. have a system in place. You're measuring what matters. Like you can be pretty confident. Is the system working or not? But if you're kind of going with the flow and you have great ideas, but you, don't, you can't execute, like you don't know if your ideas are good or not. Yeah. Because you didn't execute. You didn't have a plan in place to do these things consistently. You kind of did them when you, you felt like it. And I think the resilience that you talk about developing, you know, through these last couple of years, Aaron, um, it makes me think a lot of uh, the connection I'm making is, is specifically with imposter syndrome. Well, that's one example of something that gets in somebody's way. But if you want to do new things, like you have to learn to just work through it. Like even if you feel like, you feel like an imposter, like do it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's the only way you're going to get experience. You're not going to be able to get experience without doing this thing that you're so scared of people judging you for doing. I think it's a big part of the challenge too is like when people 
initially like go out and say like i'm gonna do 75 hard you make yourself vulnerable because like now you're committed to doing that and yeah you know i mean you have your family that you say like i'm you're doing it for them and you commit to them i mean there's just there's even just from a branding perspective like if you tell someone you're gonna do something like that and then you fall short of it like there's there's that i guess added pressure but yeah. it's also a motivator it's a motivator yeah absolutely yeah, know what, know what inspires you and motivates you. Like for Aaron, it was telling his family. He knew like, if I tell my yeah. family, it's going to happen. I think it's important to know. For some people are competitive, so it might be like finding a group of people and like, I'm going to be the one that finishes it. There's no way you're going to, I'm going to, you're going to last yeah. longer than I do in this challenge. Yeah. What, uh, so what diets do you, so how many times have you done 75 hard? So I did, I did the full live hard program. So I did 75 hard and then there's actually three 30 day phases after that. They get incrementally more hard. Oh, so, so I mean, seventy five just to, just the first the first little piece to that. There's there's much 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 more. And there's another ninety days after. Is yeah, that what so you're they, they call it the Live Hard program, and it's an entire year. So holy crap! Um, you can you can repeat the phases or, or seventy five hard as many times as you can and get it done within a year. But the the final phase, the third phase, you start at thirty days before your one year anniversary, and if you fail that phase, you fail the entire year. So what's the added things that they they add on to it? Oh. Phase two is the add in. Sorry, phase two is the first 30 days. Is phase one so, 75 sorry, phase hard? One. So 75 hard, and you have phase one, okay. phase two, phase three. Okay. Phase phase one is they add in 10 minutes of, of visual, visualization. I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Uh, what like, else? Like meditating? In? Yeah, like meditating. Just visualizing what yes, you want. I love right? that. Which I love that aspect of it. Um, what else is that? And you know, Jacob, I, I can't, I'm trying to rack my brain. There's a cold shower, right? You talk about that? Oh, oh, five minute cold shower. I love cold showers. So mental toughness. That has really taught me to handle high pressure situations. How cold shower. It's, it is tough oh, my, for 30 days. Oh, my, my buddies and I, uh, the start of last year, we did a, we tried doing a thing. Like we do a new thing each month. Yeah. A health thing. And my, my idea was like, let's do cold showers. Yeah. And then like, there's no health benefits that I'm like, dude, there is. go do one. I don't take cold showers now, but I take a super hot shower and I sit in just freezing cold water mm-hmm. for a minute afterwards. I mean, it's actually good for your immune system. It, yep. sh- it wakes you up more than a cup of coffee does, mm-hmm. but five minute it, cold showers. It lowers your heart rate. Yeah. It, it, um, you, you recover quicker from, from workouts because the blood goes back to your yep. heart yep. and then, and then it just, yep. re- so there's a lot of health benefits to it. They're totally and nice the key to cold showers is you got to control your breathing i mean the first time you do it it takes your breath away like oh that. yeah oh yeah and it's like you, it really teaches you to control your breathing because you're staying there for five minutes and literally ice cold and i, and I did these phases in the winter time so my oh, water wow. is colder in the winter time yeah. <laughs> during the summer i think everyone takes a cold during shower summer, right? yeah during a couple the, times the last one the, the cold shower comes back in phase three and that was in the summertime and i'm like i can't find a cold enough shower i'm like calling people like is, is your shower how cold does it get because oh, i'm like i, I want to push myself yeah to to as far as i can so in each so you do phase one the visualization does that stay in with phase two no phase two is exactly like 75 hard same same steps same everything but you're doing the cold but, showers but, but the, no that goes away so it's just whatever you did in 75 hard two workouts meal all that stuff so phase one is just the the visual visualization add, then the fu- then the cold the, showers those add on to the steps you did yeah yes yeah. and yes. so but do the, and then when you go into phase two do you keep those as well yeah so it's just like seventy five hours but the caveat is you have you to so wait so you don't add the extra things it's just add. like the original program oh gosh gotcha. so it goes like okay. a little bit harder then it goes back to regular seventy five and then phase three they add on okay but the okay. caveat with phase two is you have to wait thirty days between phase one and phase two so can you take thirty days off 
and then get right back into where, what you were doing. Because it's easy to continue on. So you can go back to drinking and yep. doing all that stuff. You can. Oh, so that, you can. Dang. So can you take 30 days off and then get your mind right and get back into it for phase two? Oh, dang. And that's not always easy. Right? And then you what's take, phase three? Phase three is... They add uh, one random act of kindness. Yep. You have to journal it and you have to talk to a stranger. So it's everything in phase one plus those two additional... I think components. the shower comes back in phase. The shower, three. yep. The yeah. shower, but three random atoms to your power list. Could be anything. And there's a month in between phase three, two, phase no, two, and phase three. There's no certain period of time. It's just that phase three starts exactly 30 days before your one year of gotcha. starting 75 hard. Okay, because that's the last piece to the whole live hard program. That's nuts. It's, yes, it's a wild <laughs> ride. And so I'm doing for my nutrition. I'm doing intermittent fasting. So I'm yes, not eating till nice. eleven. Yes, intermittent. And my fasting, strategy is just be too busy to eat. In the morning. There you go. What's, your, what's your time frame? Um, 11 to 7. So nice. you're going eight hours on. Can eating? you have coffee? Yes. Yeah. You coffee, have coffee, coffee, right? coffee and tea and water. Tea and water, right? Yeah. That's what I'm doing, yeah. yeah. But no no creamer, no creamer or nothing in it. It has to be yeah. just coffee. I used to intermittent fast. I, yeah. intermittent, I love intermittent fasting. Yeah, it's powerful. But it is it is hard. Again, like, I guess if you're not drinking, but that's the thing that always caught me when I was just intermittent fasting, going out with my friends and having a beer at night. It's yeah, like, well, it's habit stacking, right? It goes one way or yeah. the other. Like it's positive habits or it's negative habits, yeah. you know, depending and on which way. What's crazy too is like you get, I think that when you start intermittent fasting the first like week, it's not super hard, but then it, you hit a wall where it's like you feel kind of drained, but then the moment you eat something, the amount of energy you get, I mean, it's insane. And your focus when you're intermittent fasting is absolutely mind boggling. Yeah mind-boggling yeah like i'm in it right now for sure yeah i awesome. love it all right let's uh let's transition now we're gonna do the hot seat game so all three of us we have three uh we each have a I, question do you have a good one because i i think you'd really like this one but i can't ask two or should we save this one but i would love to hear Ern's. let's see look at this one yeah let's do this one then i'm gonna I, i'm I gonna think... read the card we're just gonna go with it do you have an answer for this one no, we'll start with Aaron. I just, I just saw that. I'm like, this is a Jacob okay. question. I gave he's got an answer for it already. What was that? I'm not. Oh, <laughs> if you could instantly be an expert in a subject, what would it be? Ooh, be an expert. Is this for me or is this for Zach? It's all we're of us. All, we all, all answer. We all answer. Yeah. yeah, we all answer each question. So, what was the question again? If you could instantly be an expert in a subject, what would it be? I will. I'll go with writing sales copy. I feel like Ooh, anybody that can write like that. sales copy like effectively that. will just print money for the rest of their lives. And there is nothing yeah. that I am more invested in learning than that right now. Like 100%. I like that. Okay. To me, I want to, th if I if I had to be like work related, I would love to be an expert in like tax policy. That's mm. super convoluted and I'm like trying to learn it and it's important for, you know, business advocacy stuff. But outside of like work, if I could be, if I could just be an expert in speaking like Spanish or another language, like fluently, just yeah. instantly, I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. I love that. Expert. I like that. If I could choose something, I, I would probably say I would want to be an expert in learning how to, to read and inspire people. Oh, I like Ooh. that. Yeah. Cause I, I do a lot of coaching in the community and, and I have aspirations to, to push myself even further, but to learn to inspire and, I've kind of developed skills over the years to kind of read. I can read people a little bit better just to, I mean, learn how, what, what pushes their buttons, what's yeah. going to help them get to where they want to go. Maybe that's the right word. Maybe, you know, whatever that looks like. I think yeah. he's doing that naturally now. Yeah. He's doing a yeah. great job. I think you're killing it. Awesome. What's your question? Question. All right. Would you rather 
be gossiped about or never talked about at all? I'd way rather be gossiped about 100%. Same. Yeah. 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 If people aren't talking about me, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. My wife hates that I look at the world this way, but I definitely do. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Mm-hmm. True. Yep. You know? How about you? Same thing. Gossip, right? Yeah. If, if you're not doing anything with your life, they're not going to talk about you. So if you're being gossiped around about, you're obviously doing something right. You're, yeah. you're making strides to better yourself. Maybe that's work related, personal related. There's always going to be haters. Yeah. Haters going to hate. Just let them hate. The mm-hmm. only way to do avoid criticism is to just never do, never do anything. anything good. Yeah. 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 Just anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. So even then somebody might criticize you actually. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm criticizing you right now. So even I just, I just, uh, you know, prove myself wrong there. How about you? How about you, Zach? What's all your right, question? If you could write a book, uh, if you could write any book, what would you write it about? Um, it's actually related to Aaron's uh, topic, but coaching. Okay. Yeah, specifically how to have an impactful coaching session, how to influence and help people you know, be be their best. Nice. Me? Yeah. Um, I would write a book based around youth athletes, and it, it actually would be titled You Are Enough because I've, I've coached youth sports and specifically women's sports uh, throughout the years, softball, basketball, and just – you know, I, I what I see from coaching girls is 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 lacking confidence, right? Just knowing that you're enough. You, you you can do whatever you want. Just believe in yourself. Know you can do it, and you can accomplish anything in the world. Don't beat yourself up. You know, you, you we're all destined for great mm-hmm. greatness. We're all destined for great things. It's just what you choose to do with that, and if you pursue that. I like that. Mine's not that inspiring, <laughs> you guys, and it's gonna kind of. It's going to make me sound even more like I love drinking, which is not good. <laughs> but I, I've always found it fascinating, the history of alcohol and politics in America. Mm-hmm. So in like the early 1800s, when the Supreme Court would decide decisions, the first justice that really did it was uh, uh, Chief Justice Marshall. And he would bring all of his chief justices in and would literally just have like like a barrel of wine. And they would sit there overnight and just drink and figure out how they're going to deliberate and decide on certain policy. And a lot of those policies have had a huge impact even on us today. So there's like this history of politics, presidents, different legislators, like huge legislators that were deciding major policy over drinking, you know, a beer, wine, scotch, whatever it is. And one of the things I talked with Jim Sparkin about, about this once, he's like, I won't talk politics or I won't talk about like military stuff without like with somebody if I'm drinking and they're not because it lowers your ego. It lowers like take some shields down. And you could be super open with people. Yeah. So I think there's a history there. I think super fascinating. I would love to do a podcast on um, drinking and politics. Yeah. Like, that could be like, its own podcast or newsletter. We yeah. talked about that before. <laughs> well, there's, there's actually a fascinating history in Oregon too but behind it and we can talk about that in some we, podcast. That, I want to hear all about this. Yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. Well, we were talking, Aaron brought up youth sports. I want to touch on that. Um, it's people go crazy when there's a trophy involved. Mm-hmm. Like anytime you add a trophy, like parents lose their minds. If you're a parent listening to this, stop it. That yeah. trophy is it's, not that it's important. It's usually the parents. I, I have, I've coached a ton of amazing players over the years and it's the parent that ruins it. I mean, I was like, I, I don't want to coach your daughter. I want to coach your daughter, but I don't want you as a parent around. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of ruin it. And, yeah. and, and I see that and it, it's, reputations get brought into you know to play right when the parents are so crazy about because it's all about win 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 how can i get my player on the best team to to excel i mean 
yeah, they're going to learn skills, but it's it's not a, maybe as important to be on the best team. Because when I te- when I coach my kids, uh, you know, I say, you know, what are we teaching them? Right, hard work, dedication, teamwork, you know, teamwork, exactly, yeah. realness. And this is all; these are all assets and all all traits they can take into yep. school. They can take with them when they go into the workforce. And and so that's why I think sports are so important, is because kids are actually learning valuable skills on the field while they're playing a, a fun sport. That's going to help them for the rest of their lives. But like I said, parents do ruin sometimes. Yeah, and I um I've been really patient, like getting my kids into competitive. Like they're still in the YMCA. Like everybody, Mm -hmm. like we try to pass the ball around. And um, I I think that when you've played sports, you realize it's a long journey. Like if you're trying to go to college, like even play like through high school, or you know, especially if you're playing in college, like that's a lot of years to be playing a sport. And it's really easy to get burnt out. And yeah. I, I remember it happening to people. So I'm, I've been trying to like slow it a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think there definitely is value in like teaching people the competitive side. And like if you want to win, you have to work hard. But I feel the danger is you have parents that are like, it's not your fault. It was the ref's fault. Exactly. They I made was, a bad call. Yeah, I was going to make. It's not your fault. You did everything right. You're perfect. <laughs> it's the ref. And you start teaching people to blame. Yep. Yeah. I was going to bring up that same exact point. There was a, I think it was a, a TikTok or something that I just saw on it was a it was a coach. He's like, if you have young kids playing sports, stop making blaming every all of their mistakes or something they did on somebody else. He's like, you're mm-hmm. you're ingraining in them like that. Uh, you're you're telling them that that's okay to blame other people for other yeah. people like for their own you know mm-hmm. misfortunes. And I think that's that's a horrible thing. And I don't think parents realize that they're doing that because they they just want their kid to feel good. Yeah, yeah. but you, you the tough love. It trying helps. to protect your kid, hundred yep. percent. 100%. You want them Spot to get the trophy. On. You don't want them yep. to be sad because they lost a the game. I get it. You just got to be careful, man. Slippery slopes out there. You you learn more from losses than you do from wins, though. True that. So true. Yeah. We both grew up in the McKay area, so we learned a lot about losing. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, my senior year in high school, our basketball team, I think it was 0-24. Oh, man. That's hard. That's hard for sure. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But, hey, I appreciate you so much for being here, Aaron. You're doing yeah, thanks, incredible Aaron. things with your, your business, Aaron Qualls Insurance. Um, we'll make sure we tag his social media in the show notes so you can make sure you give him a follow. And if you are interested in 75 hard, I mean, just go back through his posts, look at his journey. The progress this man has made is incredible. This guy's cut now. You know what I mean? <laughs> he thought he was in shape. Almost. This guy is cut almost. now. Almost. I'm going through a cut. So okay. I'm almost there. I'm getting ready for the summertime. There Cutting season. I like it. Swimsuit weather. I think for me, that's why I'm like so interested <laughs> in, like trying, in committing to 75 hard is like, I just need to prove to myself I can do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like it's not like nothing's going to happen. I don't get a trophy when I get there. I'm not going to get paid more when I get there, but I just want to prove to myself that yeah. I am capable of like getting in, in excellent shape because mm-hmm. I've just been chubby my entire life. And it's because of cookies and beer. <laughs> it's cookies, beer. And cookies no. are good. And yeah, beer is good too. Absolutely. So I appreciate you, Aaron. You just got done listening to the Salem Emerging Leader podcast, and we appreciate it. If you look in the show notes, you will find a link. If you click on that link, you'll be able to subscribe to the Salem Emerging Leader newsletter. We want you to be in touch with all the incredible things that are happening in this city because of people like you. We appreciate you. I hope you have a good day.